bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews i am your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are here to do a review of a movie you've seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about seeing because we spoil the movie and today's movie is ant-man and the wasp quantum mania um it's the third movie in the ant-man trilogy um probably like the 25th movie in the <laughs> marvel universe or something Bunch of them. yeah but uh yeah so we're gonna talk about what we like what we don't like score from zero to 100 i mean score from zero to five um zero being man fuck you and five being what the fuck you waiting for go see this shit and then uh we're gonna talk about your uh comments on our last joint review that we did and my last solo review that i did um and yeah and first of course we went to the physical theater for this but not together i'm in new york karen's in uh still in north carolina Mm -hmm. and so we had to go separately but we uh did go see it which means we saw trailers i saw it at a regal where'd you see it at oh at amc so we probably saw either different different trailers or different amounts of trailers uh but uh let's try to go through the list and uh we'll talk about what we think about these trailers karen i'll let you go first and i'll just try to kind of mark off the ones that we both saw or i'll comment with the ones we both saw i'll comment with you no problem the first one i saw was air the one about uh with ben affleck and all them dan affleck ben affleck ben i said dan i meant ben affleck uh and all them i saw that too Air, uh, a court legend. I won't be going to see that because I don't know. I just don't care. It looks, be funny. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good at all, and it probably it's gonna win all the awards and shit like that. But I just don't care. Yeah, Bomani kind of had the best take on it, I think, which is just it's a movie about the nerds that do shit in business suits and not the not Michael Jordan. And when I think of the story of Michael Jordan, the person I want to the movie I want to see is gonna probably be about him. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm also not that excited about it. I think it's an Amazon movie, which you know, will probably be on Amazon Prime soon anyway. So mm. if I watch it, maybe that's how I watch it. But I, it just seems like another way to kind of not have too many, not to have a, a basically a black story as really the main story, even though I, I know they got Viola Davis and there, there's going to be black people in this film. This isn't oh, yeah. like when they do them fucking 1942 movies and shit, but it just seems like the main story here is not one that revolves around Nike execs. Uh, what else? I saw, oh, wait a minute. Shut down on me. I saw uh, the 65, the Adam mm-hmm. Driver movie. I saw that too. Uh, definitely going to want to go see that. That looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that the same people who did that did uh or or, or the people yeah I don't know how much they're involved but if we did the salad uh, the writer uh yeah I think it's the writers possibly of it but uh yeah uh what was it um Quiet Place 
quiet place, right? Yeah. I about to say silent place, but that was my mind said, <laughs> I don't think that's right, Karen. Right. <laughs> so I definitely uh, want to see that. The next one was the Mario movie. Uh, which which I've seen uh, several times. Uh, mm-hmm. I really think I might go see that in the movie theaters because it too. just looks so bright and so colorful and so much fun. Like I really, I really think out the side as Nintendo property that Nintendo had their hands in. So odds are they gonna pull out like all of the stops because they have all the rights to everything. So did not try funny. It's not gonna be no bullshit, no half assing right. it. Like we gonna, we might really fuck around and like see the whole Nintendo world, you know, over them doing this. They might not, but I could see them incorporating other universes and shit like that mm-hmm. from Mario traveling around. Because I think they would make a whole. They could make a whole like Nintendo verse uh, with their stuff. Like they have so many iconic characters. You know, Donkey Kong. I mean. Then they have like so many games and the games being that since the games don't have these really complicated storylines most of the time, making like a Luigi's Mansion, making a Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong uh, type of spinoff. And they went and got some Yoshi Island. Yeah. And they went and got some like big name actors to play. Um, mm-hmm. the voices like I think Donkey Kong in this one is Seth Rogen. That's that can be a movie. So I wouldn't yes. be surprised if they do something like that. And a uh, black Jack is Bowser. Jack and, Black, yeah. Oh, what I say, Black, black. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. No problem. He's a Bowser, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's gonna be a great Bowser. Just his voice, you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never heard Bowser talk, but I could see, you know, I mean, on cartoons and stuff like that. But you, but, but I'm talking about like as far as that comes. Yeah, I'm with you. Wise. You know, I was like, oh, that's that's actually the most and the perfect with, for it. With the uh, TV thing, uh, the TV commercial for the Super Bowl, they actually played the Mario Brothers rap from the from the old Nintendo TV show. And it was such a good commercial and it made me want to go see it. And I was like, OK, yeah, this I, I think they got they know what they're doing. And a lot of the negativity about that just seems to be the internet's hate of chris pratt which is kind of mm-hmm. like how they did velma and all this other shit and it's like yes, to me that's not enough to make me not go see this movie because it's like that has nothing to do with if this movie is good or not plus you know for the most part y'all basically made up all this shit to hate them for so i agree uh the next one is dungeons and dragons mm. um like i said i I think I want to see it, but not really sure if I want yeah. to see it, you know. Yeah, Vox Machina is kind of giving me my Dungeons and Dragons fit feel right yes. now. But also, it made me curious to want to see this movie because I, I didn't know Dungeons and Dragons could be so cool. So now I kind of do want to see it. But I also believe this is an Amazon movie, meaning it'll be in the theater and it'll probably be on Amazon Prime. And stuff like that, is it, I'll be like... If I don't catch it like the first week, I'm I'll just wait that four weeks or two two months or whatever till it's just free. The same, the same, and I and I think a lot of people are going to do that with these movies that they put in the theaters and then turn around and put on the streaming services like mm-hmm. uh, like I said a few weeks later or limited edition or for one week just so they can quote unquote be eligible for the Oscars or whatever whatever awards they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times it's not trying funny. Some of these movies just really just need to go straight to like not not old school DVD, but just go straight to streaming. But you know they'll invest in the, in the limited run, you know, just yeah. so they could be eligible. Yep. 
uh, the next one I seen with the boogeyman. I'm not going to see that. I didn't mm-hmm. get that trailer. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about uh, 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 the boogeyman basically being up underneath your bed and going oh. and taking away your kids. I think we've seen the trailer for uh, Well, I've seen the trailer for it before yeah. where like a dad is with a little girl and uh, he was like, I'm going to, you know, ch- you know, check to be sure there's nothing here. And he goes in the closet. He checks everything and uh, he walks out. The next thing you know, the door opens up and, you know, she hears something and she looks over for bed and it's the boogeyman. And the whole thing is, you know, the boogeyman takes your kids when you ain't paying attention. I won't be going oh, to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary movie type thing. Cool. What mm-hmm. else? The last I seen was uh, Pixar uh, Elemental. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen that's that that's trailer. Right. I think we saw that trailer last time we went to the movies and we saw I Wakanda. Think we did. It looks interesting. Yeah, uh, they don't have, show you enough to really get you interested, in my opinion. That's what I was feeling. I was like, mm, I guess. I was like, I guess I just wait, wait till it, you know, it comes out on Disney Plus because yeah. you know this this is not enough to to capture me. Well, I got some different trailers than you. Apparently, I got um, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which is coming out soon. Um, it was they showed the bad guys, the sisters, or something uh, a little more in this. I'm excited to see it because I really like the first one. The only sat down part is since the f- the last month or so, I, and since Zachary Levi wasn't doesn't seem to be part of the plan for James Gunn's like DC reboot. Uh, I think he's not part because he tweeted some shit about some like anti-vax type shit and all this stuff. And it's not spoiling like me going like I will go see this movie. I really don't care about that stuff. Evangeline Lilly is in Ant Man, and I don't care. But it did kind of like tamper my, you know. I was like, oh, that's sad. And it's like he's one of these people on Joe Rogan and all this shit. It's like, oh, I, did, I had no idea. And I, it feels like he must, somebody must have told him, you ain't going to be in all these other movies. And he said, well, fuck it then. <laughs> like, because there was rumors that there was like a outbreak or like a star on Shazam that wasn't vaccinated or something like that. And now people saying it was him. Um, the Flash, Flashpoint. I got that trailer. Um, I think it looks great. I, I mean, I th- thought this is, I mean, okay. It looks great for what that universe of DC, you know, is capable of. I still expect it to be probably mid to bad because. It's okay. Like, it's not going to be great, right? Unfortunately, they will never truly watch the uh Zack Snyder verse out of their system until they decide to do some type of fresh reboot. Re- I right. think this movie is trying to be that. And what I imagine is that it will hit that in a lot of areas because it seems like that was the plan the whole time. Or mm-hmm. at some point someone pitched them the the plan, which if y'all listen to the the nerd off for all these years, this was what I said this movie would be and should be. Or That's I hope why, it be. right? And that has a lot to do with why when people was talking about you know them canceling, canceling out, I was like, oh, they're gonna do the Flash. Yeah, when they like, said they weren't canceling the Flash, I thought, oh, this must be their way to relaunch the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't sure because I just don't think they're that competent. But now we know when we see the imagery in the trailer, they're doing a Flashpoint, and it's gonna have other versions of Batman and like this is their Spider-Man no way home type situation and 
I'm like I said, I'm not walking in expecting it to be good because I feel like that's a trap and that's how you end up getting mad at DC on the way out. But I do plan to see this movie and I do think it could be good. Like they could hit it. It could be good enough to where you leave and go, okay, that was some semblance of an end to that other universe and the beginning to the next one. That being said, I don't know how the fuck they're going to try to rehabilitate Ezra Miller if that character continues to go on in that universe because uh, Ezra Miller is off the fucking chain and, and has been... He's been... Yeah. They have been wilding. Like, they yeah. have been out here just doing their own thing and actually just making the studio look dumb. Yeah. You know? So it's going to be one of those things where it would not be surprising if they wanted to wait until this movie went out. Right. It's not that fun to see how it was received. Yeah. Because they, they know... All drugs aside, a lot of people have short-term memory. A lot of people have, um, uh, uh, they don't keep the same energy and all that shit. So Mm -hmm. if it come out and it flops, uh, they're going to be like, okay, we're done with him. If it comes out and it does gangbusters, I can see them being like, okay, I guess we'll quote-unquote keep them. Yeah. I just Um, think. I just think they need to get rid of them no matter what. Yeah, I just think, um, one, they, they cancel so much other stuff. And unlike most people that are doing the like the stuff they canceled was probably good. They need to put it out. I think the stuff they canceled probably was bad, and because they've been making a lot of bad stuff. And I don't. We have no reason to think Batgirl was great, and <laughs> somehow, right? You know, because y'all are gonna probably hate this Flash movie, and they'd be like, "But why didn't they put out Bat Batgirl?" And I, I just don't think that. Anyway, my point being. Um, they did need to restart it, reboot it, relaunch it, whatever. James Gunn, I think, is a great choice to do that. Uh, he really loves DC and a lot of the wackiness of the characters. Um, but I could tell from the way they were trying to rehabilitate Ezra's image in the press that they were going to put this movie out because they really are riding everything on this movie. And I think when you say it like that, the movie better be good. And I wonder if it is, you know. But uh, anyway, Fast X, I saw this trailer. I just laughed. It was so crazy and ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the only thing they could do to surprise me now is bring back The Rock because it's just a bunch of brown people being friends. That, he might go back. It's just a bunch of brown people being friends that used to be enemies, teaming up against a new brown person that's going to be their friend. Um it's too many characters. It's too like the explosions and stuff. And of course, the like thing Game that the thing that made me laugh was uh, Dom is on the highway. Two helicopters are yes! two helicopters are trying to catch him. They shoot harpoons into his car, not guns, harpoons. Which they try to lift his car off of the road, but he's able to drive off of the bridge onto another bridge causing the helicopters to slam into each other and explode as he drives mm-hmm. away and that's what i'm here for that's that's exactly what the doctor yeah. ordered thank you they they know why i came and <laughs> it's also one of those things too where uh it would not be surprising if they got a lot of critiques from the last one that was like hey quit this shit get back to what we came here for and they was like we got you I don't even remember what was wrong with the last one. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, it'll probably be the same shit. I think. I don't think they learned nothing. I think the next one's gonna be like the last one and the one before that. 
Uh, last thing is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I saw this trailer and it was more detailed and you got to see some of the enemies and who they were going to be fighting and all this type of stuff and mm. um, the experiments that happened to the rocket and all this stuff. So it seems just like it's going to be sad. Like it's going to be an emotional I, farewell. I, I think it's going to be very emotional. I was like, oh, this, this, this one's going to be sad. Yeah. So anyway, I, it looks good though. And of course I'll be there. All right, Karen, let's get into Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, This is the third movie of the uh, Ant-Man trilogy. Um, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Um... And Scott's daughter Casey plays a heavy role in it. Um, they uh, and that's basically the synopsis. It is directed by uh, what's my man's name? Peyton Reed. Paul Rudd stars in it. Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, and Bill Murray's in it. Katie M. O'Brien, William William Harper Jr. Um, I'm sure I'm oh Randall Park is in it for like three seconds, but all right, Karen, you know how we do. We talk about what we like, then we go into what we didn't like, and then we score from zero to five. Karen, give me something you liked about this movie. I love the quantum realm, I guess land, an area, a space, mm-hmm. a plane, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just loved being there. Just mm-hmm. Everything about it was just so cool. It was colorful. It was different. You didn't know what to expect. It was quirky. It was weird. It was abstract, all wrapped up in one. And I, it was just a fun adventure just being in that world. Yeah, it's very like sci-fi weird. Um, I'll piggyback on what you're saying and say I, I like the growth of the story and the stakes and the and the stuff like we've seen like glimpses of the quantum realm or him you know stuck there for a little bit and this is the first time we really had a full out like adventure in the quantum realm now of course um it's just unknowable because it's so infinitesimal uh, it's it's the it's the unknowable place but they basically kind of pick talk. They came back on what they did in the uh, Man Two when we saw Michelle Pfeiffer for the first time, and really went into like what she was doing down there. And apparently, there's like a whole there's civilizations down there and culture and and all this stuff. So in that way, I actually really liked it on some like, honey, I shrunk the. I mean, the journey to the center of the earth type shit, where it's like we know that what science says, but it's science fiction so there's no reason there can't be like cultures and almost aliens and all types of shit down there and in the comic books that kind of stuff happens in the quantum realm all the time so it was cool to get this uh to see like the growth of this story from honestly the most insular story in the in the marvel universe was ant-man it was always a family thing and a heist and the other heroes almost never really got involved in it and stuff. And here we go with this story that is so small. It's now expansive and infinite because that's how small the story was. Like they had a perfect excuse for why no other Avengers was in it. 
And, but at the same time, why there was a bunch of concepts and good guys and bad guys that were in it. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the growth of the scale. That's what I should say. Not the growth, the scale of everything. Yeah. And to piggyback on what you were saying, I actually like the fact that they actually covered what happened to uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she just comes back. Like, that's all we see. We see right. them go get her. We see her come back. And, you know, in that realm, she was gone for like 30 years. Right. That's a very, very, very long period of time. And she probably never thought she was going to come back. Right. And so it was really cool to see somebody who is basically, I'm going to say like a grandma, but, you know, like older, mm-hmm. just wanting to live, you know, just living a family life. All of a sudden she gets down there. She can speak multiple languages. She can fight. She can like do all this wild shit and everybody looking like the fuck. Like, who right. are you? Yeah. And everybody is still like Marvel smoking hot. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is still <laughs> looking right. great. Michael Douglas looks great. Um, but uh, and then, you know, <laughs> my favorite part is when she said a woman has needs and and Michael and Hank Pym wasn't even jealous or mad. Like he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, play us play. I did go on a date with a woman once or whatever. Um, yeah, because in their mind, it was like we didn't we didn't think we we're gonna ever see each other again. Yeah, well, I'm sure like there's a bunch of angry people mad that he was a cuck or something like that. Uh, but it was well, I was like, he wasn't really a cuck because she said she slept with Lord Crylor, which is Bill Murray's character. But uh, I think everybody in the movie theater was wondering if she had slept with uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang, you know. But they that's turned, what I thought too. Yeah, but they kind of just turned out to be just friends, which maybe that's a negative for a lot of black men. They like, listen, Kang would have been giving her that BBC, that black, <laughs> black all that white snow bunny, that big black conqueror. Okay, uh, but ah. <laughs> but anyway, um, another thing I liked about it was the introduction of all these new characters you know um specifically katie m o'brien as jen Tor just stole the show for me like what a cool character that's definitely like some if you knock this role out you might get on a disney plus type show situation and maybe that's already in the works but she was so good and she was so unique like she was a very muscular figure but also like the, a woman but also like the the, the leader of the of resistance and yeah, um, she just stole the show every time she was on set to me like just the way she like was moving um and the way she was like uh like the lines her character had and all that stuff like uh like it made me want to know more about that world and maybe we'll get some of that on something when she on your movie i mean not your movie your tv show what was uh, that TV show you used to watch all the time about the girls? Oh, what's the name of that show? Uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, I'll look it up and let you know. But uh, Okay. She, she, it might not have been her, but I, mm-hmm. but I, but I, I thought it was, uh, I forgot the name of the show, where they, like, got stranded on an island. Not an island. They was, like, um, was was above Earth and had to go back to Earth. The 100? To find out. Huh? Are you so, talking about yes. the 100? Oh, I don't think she was on there, but I'll look and see. Maybe maybe she was on there and I don't remember. But No problem. This, but she just looked from similar She's to been like, in a lot of stuff just okay. as a lot of like smaller roles, it appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in 11 episodes of Black Lightning as Major Sarah Gray. Okay. Because um, I was like, I'm afraid She was in The Mandalorian as a comms officer. But this okay. seems to be like her first like big break, and yeah, man, she stole the show. I want to watch more of her. 
Yeah, and and I I I don't know if they will, but I hope that they actually, even if it's a limited mini series, yeah, on Disney Plus of just her and that crew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would yeah. like a show based on them or just Quantumania or something like that would be dope. But uh, yeah, what what else? What give me something else you like? I love the fact that the runtime for this was absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel long, and I really felt like I got in and out in no time. I don't know how long it was, but it, it was just perfect timing. Like it was about two hours and five minutes, according to my uh, IMDb, uh, not IMDb, to uh, to the theater I went to. It said two hours and five minutes, and yeah, the only thing is you have to stay all the way to after the credits. Right. Um, with these movies. So you gonna like unlike other movies where it say like it's two hours and five minutes and you leave about an hour and fifty minutes or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat there to the last thing. The custodian people was looking at me. I said, We're gonna be looking at each other because I ain't stupid enough to get out this seat. Like, that's uh, what I said. They was up there standing like, Well, we all gonna be sitting here looking at each other because I'm I'm not moving to the credits end. Right. And of course, uh there was some good stuff after the credits. So uh, but but yeah, I, I thought the runtime was good. I, I wasn't bored, and and this was like after I had a long day where I we were writing so long that we didn't get off work until like seven or six thirty or seven, and then they needed us to do stuff. We got home, and I had wanted to see this movie at seven thirty, and I was so tired I canceled the ticket, and then I laid down for like an hour and i said you know what let me see it because if i don't go see it tonight i can't even be on twitter because you right. know these motherfuckers that's, that's why i went to go see it uh yeah. Thursday night because i was like they'll be fussing they'll be arguing they'll be mm-hmm. talking about how good it is or how bad it is and yeah i'm not spoiling it now they'll be putting a whole plot line out there yeah like anytime they start talking about how they not gonna like this not a spoiler it always is and I even if I just say don't know what a spoiler is. Even if I just say something like I like the movie or something, sometimes the people that respond to me be spoiling it. Like not like I'm not the one spoiling it, but they be like, Yeah, you better stay for after the credits because that last scene is a da 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 and it's like, Okay, well, I know there's people that haven't seen it and you think you're being clever, but they're gonna be able to look at the context clues and clearly know what you're talking about. Right. Um and I normally just don't interact or retweet those because I'm not, I really don't want to spoil it for people. I'm not a dick. Correct. You know, I, I mean, it happens if you do it by mistake, but I try my best not to have it happen just because, wow, you know, I want them to feel the way I felt. But anyway, all that stuff to say, two hours and five minutes, and even after I was dead tired, I I stayed up the whole time. I The movie, I saw it at like eight o'clock. Movie didn't get out till like ten thirty, and I was yeah, I paid attention to every single scene. So I think you're right. And um, the thing I'll say too, I liked is the action. Um, the action with the um, the all the ant family and their powers, and I love how they incorporated different powers. Um, I love how you know Janet, um, like everyone still had their different skills. Still, like they didn't like change that so like hope still you know flying the karate the wild sting um michelle pfeiffer as janet or like being the person that really does the shrink and grow thing and uh it was just like cool and like seeing michelle pfeiffer as like an action badass even though you know probably 90 percent of the stunt stuff is just 
you know, <laughs> either CGI or another stunt actor. But seeing her as like an action, like like whooping people's ass was dope, especially with it Michael was. Douglas' character being more like comic relief and funny and a scientist. Like he wasn't the action person. It was kind of like the same way it is with Scott and Hope, where like Scott's not really the action fight guy. It's really Hope that's that got got the hands. So uh, I love how all everyone was true to that, and even with Cassie she never really had hands like that like she didn't train to fight like they still terrible you know yeah she was trying to hit people and it was hilarious because you're used to uh hoping uh scott doing it and when they do it people go flying she did it she went flying yeah she was like yeah uh, uh uh you don't know what you're doing yes i do he was like oh really really yeah. you know what you're doing and so there's kind of like a subtlety to each character and suit and stuff and they tell that story through action and i thought that was cool um uh what else did you like if there's anything else i actually really liked kang i liked mm, kang yes in in this movie um i the way that they set this up is perfect and uh shout out to uh kevin feige because the actual not not the first ending credit, but the second ending, the one at the very very end. Yeah, yeah, we can spoil are, it. We can spoil it. Oh, okay. If you are not watching Loki, that yeah. shit means nothing to you. Yeah. But for the people that watch Loki, and you seen them, you was like, oh shit, nigga. Yeah, and there's a cynical. There's a, obviously a cynical way to look at that. Is like, here they go tying something into a TV show. You got to get Disney Plus, blah, blah, blah. Well, I paid for the Disney Plus. I got it. And I will be. I was excited to see that. And knowing that they, I knew they had plans for a Loki season two. But to see, like, that tied into a movie made me feel even more like, yes, this is why I watch Loki. This is why I have Disney Plus. Like, I'm down to clown with the Marvel Universe. I do love it. I've read comics my whole life. I'm not one of these people that is like aren't you tired of it i know i, no, I would have been tired no. of the comic books if i like i'm, I'm no. guys i think no. this is just me i'm 45 i'm not hopping off the train and most of y'all aren't either but you're just gonna complain every time you buy a ticket and i'm just not but uh yeah when i saw that loki trailer i was like because that's basically what it felt like like a loki snippet and i was like yes. yep can't wait to see loki too yes because the way season one ended and he showed up and didn't nobody know who he was. And he yeah. seen that statue of Kang and he was trying to explain it to him. And everybody was looking like, mm, what you talking about? Right. And then he was like, that's him. That's him. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Right. So, man, season two is basically going to be them tracking him down, trying to fit. And it wouldn't be surprising if Loki kind of pop in and out of some of the other movies as it progresses on. Mm -hmm. So I am really, really, I don't know what they're going to do for season two, but I seen that. I was like, oh, shit, the whole time going to be tracking him. Let's go. And just piggybacking on what you're saying, Jonathan Major was amazing in this, I think. Um, but the thing that really blew it, blew, like blew him off the screen, like that he was killing it for because i really think all the actors are great in this but the thing he that really killed it for me was just how many versions of kane he was playing listen and how each one that had at least speaking lines and stuff felt like he was he had a backstory to each one with acting choices for each one and you know maybe he was just being weird quote unquote but whatever it was he was nailing it i don't think it was just being weird because too much thought goes into the marvel universe every little thing 
And so even those three Kings he played at the end that were saying that Kane the Conqueror was dead and, and now they were going to squash all these humans from meddling into the timeline because they were starting to fuck with the multiverse. And I was like, because uh, I don't think Kane's really dead, of course, but even with all of that, every fucking one of them Kane's just had a different thing. Different personality. Yes. Yeah. And and also it was one of the things too. You got to watch Loki because when they open it up and you started seeing them timelines yep. branch out, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was thinking he told her when she stabbed him. Yeah. I will see your ass again. I thought, oh yep. shit, he was not lying. He was like, this right here is the best version you're gonna get. Like he mm-hmm. told him Hey, they they fight, they they slaughter each other. Like it ain't no joke. Like, mm-hmm. and you when know. he showed that multiverse, it looked like it was growing and still branching out. Now, like I haven't watched New Rockstars yet. I need to do that. But like that multiverse looked like it it had been getting more out of control from the end of Loki to now. And so, yeah, you know somebody gonna come through and start pruning them timelines. And I think. Uh, that's what we're about to get from this. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I loved Kang. I loved Jonathan Majors as Kang. Um, the final fight between him and Ant Man after Kang's suit got fucked up was just so dope. But the special effects on his suit, his face, to make him look like the character and to make it like superior technology that made him look that way, that was such a great choice because in the comics, I don't, I just don't ever remember him not just being blue. But this with him being a black man, but then the suit turns him look at that blue looking thing with the eyes, eyes yeah, and like eyes. the way he was like when he finally got like started letting loose on people because that was a thing about Kane that was dope was unlike a lot of villains, he wasn't just constantly like a physical threat to everybody and stuff. It felt like a lot of a lot he felt superior and like a big bad because a lot of the stuff that was happening he actually thought was almost beneath him where it's like listen i need you to get this thing i know you got the technology the give me give me my witch calling back and or, or whatever you know and and he was like uh you know well i'll kill your daughter and it didn't feel like he wanted to kill his daughter or it was like some type of sadism it was just like this is the quickest means to an end i know you're gonna do it so just fucking do what i tell you to do and even with them being like, you know, mad at him or angry or trying to get him back, he just always it always felt like he thought they were beneath him. So why worry about it? Now, of course, like many villains, that is your undoing that you are constantly thinking you above everybody and you don't need to pay attention to detail. We've seen it a million times, but I don't know. I like that about this character. Yeah, and also one thing I also really liked about the character, he was one of the people that when he spoke it was like how can i say it it was like uh, authority authority mm-hmm. you know like like yeah. he, he didn't speak second guessing himself yeah you know and it was one of them things where he was like oh you want to do this okay you know it's, like mm-hmm. you said it's almost like y'all are wasting my time because in his mind he was like look i seen the beginning i seen the end he asked him did i kill you before yeah. everybody looked like what now he you had know, some like, bars when he said like, are you the one with the hammer when he said to her that time is just a prison and once you get out of the box it's hard not to just skip to the end <laughs> like I was, like he just had so many bars um about it and then like with his ultimate thing being that he must win to secure the peace of the universe the multiverse 
it just made me think of the other Kang, right? It's like, what if all of them on some level in their minds are the hero of this story of stopping the chaos? Um, and he's just the one that's accepted. Like the only way that's going to happen is for, we can't live in harmony. We're going to have to fucking kill each other until we create order in the universe. And y'all, everybody else like, let it get some sense. Like y'all keep trying to work together, but that's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I'm, I, I love Jonathan Majors in this. He was just so good. And yeah, the delivery, the, and the, and the fact that they took him from like, stranded sympathetic need help person to who seemed on the low to be a man of his word he probably would have sent her uh back to her home to her baby and been like i'm gonna leave your multiverse alone with no problem you know you know i you know what i really do think that was what he planned on doing he would have kept his word and sent her back and she was he he was like you gonna open the door yeah she gonna be there and that's and that's gonna be it i would have took the deal and he was like okay i'm not gonna lie i would have took the deal because he also (laughs) was gonna bring her back to like right after she left her daughter too like she wouldn't have lost no time never been gone yeah um so the other thing i like is that this is a story about motherhood like these stories in the past have been stories about fatherhood um, which I which I think is dope and cool. I, I love the first two Ant Man because of that. But this was the first one where um, it was it felt more about the motherhood um, angle, and and combined combined with the fatherhood, of course. Um, but uh, like I feel like this has been a theme in these movies. First one was just completely fatherhood, right? How is this guy gonna get back in his daughter's life? Then the second one feels more like. Um, motherhood because it's michelle pfeiffer who disappeared from hope's life coming back in and the the unresolved trauma issues of that but then we find out basically she don't be telling them shit basically she just don't even talk about her time like down there and it's coming back to haunt them because there's a whole fucking conspiracy she's running from and kang the conqueror is down there (laughs) waiting on their ass so right um so yeah, I'll say I really like the motherhood and father, the parenthood themes, I guess, because they combined it this time. And so Cassie and Scott being at odds and Cassie, really her criminal behavior was wanting to be a vigilante and help people and not even like hurt people or whatever. And feeling like he was now a coward because he was ripping the six spoils of his success and and the money and stuff and she was like you it's not you protecting me as much as you just are not being a hero you're disappointing me so it was a little bit messy but i think um a lot of times that's how relationships are messy where it's not a neat lesson to be learned it's like yeah you she wanted to be like him and be a hero and he was also like um the i know the consequences of my hero-ness and she learned that with the whole quantum, you know, getting pulled into the quantum realm and, mm-hmm. and feeling like it was her fault. But, you know, his whole thing was, and that's the theme of the movie and the theme of this character. Yeah, you do make mistakes, but that doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, you can't make up for. Him. Right, 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 right. Because his whole thing is you can come back right. from your past and from your mistakes and from your errors and things like that. And it's, you know, it was one of those things where, it was kind of a child being a child and the child not actually understanding it from an adult's perspective mm-hmm. and just being like, well, you just don't care. It's like, 
I was thinking he actually does care. Like, I understand your point, but also when people are young, they're very right. gun ho and they think it's their way or the highway. And if you don't do it the exact way they want until they learn right. that life don't work like this, you why aren't you doing it the way I want you to do it? Because I have the answer to everything and you don't know shit. You're just being old and old fart and you're stupid and you just, you know, you just crazy. And that's not the reality of it because, you know, if somebody has some age, they didn't get to be this long without some form of life experiences that you haven't ran into yet. And, you know, you're going out here, you basically doing these things. He was like, I don't want you to be a criminal. I don't want you to get locked up. Like, what, is, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, you know, um, it's like she was definitely like, I guess you could put it as a negative, like the annoying teen kind of stereotype where, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you reason a lot of people use teenagers in movies and stuff like this because you can kind of be like, they're wrong, but in an emotional way that has some level of understanding and a lesson can be learned. And with this one, it kind of felt like, um, you know, she clearly had a point, you know, like if something is wrong, you told me to step up and everything she wanted to do was to help people. Even the quantum realm thing was to help people. And Correct. I love that they subverted the stereotype of like what her father is basically being um her father is right and she's wrong i love that they subverted that where the rest of the family kind of was supporting her now it was behind um it was behind uh the the uh, uh janet Not, and scott's back they both didn't right. know um mm -hmm. but i love that hope and hank were treating her differently and i love hank's growth in this film like he was on low-key the funniest character to me because he his level of acceptance now that he has janet back was completely different than the first two movies like he was cranky he told scott don't mess with his technology he didn't want hope to fight like now he was like helping his grandbaby basically <laughs> like he like he was like no nah, i'm gonna help now he was like i'm you know they ain't got nothing to do with this i'm gonna help cassie um come on so i just thought that was that was really interesting um in this uh anything else for likes yes it was actually funny, mm -hmm. uh, which I actually enjoyed. Yes, it wasn't as funny as the previous two, where it was mm -hmm. just basically a straight up, not a straight comedy, but real close to a straight comedy. Mm -hmm. But it was actually funny. I actually enjoyed it. I think that for some people, they walked in thinking it was going to be like the other two, and it's not. All right. Um, it's little, it's, it has a darker theme, but you would kind of guess it would have a darker theme because you got Kang in it. You know, right? Is 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 you're not gonna have the same flow that you have in the first two movies. But mm. I did, I really liked when he uh uh stepped in the thing where he was splitting his uh possibilities out. Yeah, like he got to a point where it was like he uh it was like a possibility realm or something, whatever they called it, mm -hmm. where he would get there and any option that he thought about yeah, it would was very, pop out. It was very Rick and Morty. Yes. Like if you would do the live action Rick and yeah, Morty. Yeah, it was very Rick and Morty. Like so this whole show, this whole movie felt very Rick and Morty. Just the introduction of science fiction concepts that are tropes, but kind of turned a little bit and illustrated differently. And I like that stuff. It, it's the kind of movie I want to see again because I know the next time I'll pick up even more stuff that was that was like sci-fi based you know and theoretical um but yeah i loved when he was in there yeah that was, that was funny in the different versions in that one version of him that never quit 
selling coffee or whatever. Yes, that one made me crack up because that mm-hmm. one just came out of nowhere. That was like, where did you come from? I was like, oh, that must have been the version that kept they kept working at Baskin Robbins, which was right. hilarious. Yeah, it felt very Rick and Morty to me. Yes. Um uh trying to think is there anything else I have for likes. Oh, yeah, this is a controversial one that I know people won't agree with, but I low-key like this version of Modoc. Now I know Modoc is this is not like the true Modoc um origin story and stuff like that. But the thing with Modoc is that it was always silly. Mm-hmm. Like even the name Modoc machine designed for only killing or something like that. A machine organism designed only for killing. And I love that they played it for comedy and the actual design of the character kind of made sense with them doing the whole like he got stuck in that with his suit folding in on each other and somehow made it to the quantum realm and his body was now all fucked up and right. i love that final joke with him because he also was played for a lot of laughs and and i and he did make me laugh i love the final joke where it's uh him being like i've died in avenger <laughs> <laughs> and Scott being like, uh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I, I, I guess, buddy, they only did yeah. like, okay, okay, if you want to. Uh, when Casey that. told him, you know, don't be a dick, he said it's too yeah. late. And she said it's never too late to stop being a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I like that stuff. It was silly. It made me laugh. The character has always been like ridiculous to me in the comic books. But a lot of times in the comic books, it's very serious. Only on the Hulu series. And in here, had they really like made fun of it and i think modok is best for making fun of like the idea of modok yes and for the hulu series i hate we're not getting another season of that yeah uh because it was like stop motion stop caption which actually takes a long long time to make yeah yeah but it was great and it was one of those things where it was just hilarious because when he his thing came up and his face was like super blown out of proportion Mm -hmm. everybody was like oh my god what happened to you so, like you said, I and I like the fact that they bought that character back in that way, right? So, I but yeah, I liked it. it I get it. If you didn't, I know that apparently online the Modoc thing is very divided, uh, but it worked for me. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right, let's get into negatives. Uh, you have anything you have a negative? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, yeah. I, I wish, uh, I noticed, and uh, uh, for me. I just really enjoyed uh, Kang, and I mm. just wish we would have had more of him. I, and I understand mm. why we didn't. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like, I understand you have to keep that balance, but this is my personal thing. Yeah. But I also know that the way they're going to tell the stories, mm. eventually we're going to get something where we're actually going to go into how he got kicked out, how he, like, we're going to eventually get that story but I just really, really love that character, and I wanted more of him, which is a good thing. I wanted more of him. Yeah, um, and similar to that, this, and this could sound like a very major negative, and I, you know, if it does, it's fine. Um, this to me felt more like the Kang story in a way, like, like, like a, like a tale of Kang then it felt like an Ant-Man movie and what I mean by that is like I missed the supporting cast I missed that we didn't you know get the jail crew we didn't get none of the jail crew I know T.I. wouldn't have probably been in this either way but Mm-mm. um 
but we didn't even get like Randall Park, but for like a brief second, um, we didn't spend any time in his like ordinary day to day life stuff until the very ending credits where he hints like, did I kill that guy? You know, all that stuff. And so um, it feels like, 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 um, I don't know. It just, it just felt different. It felt like maybe Honey, I Shuck No Kids type shit or something like a family adventure, but it didn't feel like the first two to me, which is like, you know, even Luis, I believe, is that character that always recaps everything. I thought we were going to get him somewhere just recapping it just randomly. Yeah, and to not have him in it just, uh, like, not that William Jackson Harper is, like, a bad actor, but he didn't have enough to do with that, like, the the telepathy thing. He's not in the movie enough to, like, steal the show to me. So, yeah, it just felt like they had so much they wanted to do that they actually kind of skipped over this being an Ant-Man movie and as a person that actually really likes that Ant- the Ant-Man movies, to me, this was like, it didn't fe- I didn't feel it the same way. Yeah, and also, uh, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, I did miss the jail crew. I call them the jail crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, like you say, they are actually part of the Ant-Man's world. Right. You know, uh, and it was beyond, even if it, even if it would have been something where they snapshot to the real world and somebody goes, where's Scott? You know, just right. something just to acknowledge that they are still there mm-hmm. and they're kind of still in the universe. Um, I hope in the next one they bring them back because, you know, in my mind, they actually played a major part in his world. Right. Um. And so I hope it's not something where they just kind of because T.I. fucked up, they just wrote the whole crew off. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's something like that. Um, I hope it's not because that would really, really suck because the other two ain't got nothing to do with T.I. fucking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like and it might be something where, uh, like you said, they may have put him in there and test screened it and it might not test screened as well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, but it's one of those things where I would have at least like the head nod acknowledgement or something showing that they were still in the world. Like you say, even with the short thing, even if they would have just showed him just sitting around with them or something like something just to yeah. acknowledge that they still exist. Yeah. It's very like sci-fi spacey, but then it kind of ends up becoming like just a, a green screen, like adventure. You know what I mean? Like it's cause everything is so abstract that it's not really it doesn't feel like it's ever truly grounded there's just always something popping off in the background which is you know a benefit in its own visual right but it just makes the the story feel less grounded in something um real to me um yes and and that might be a critique to why for go ahead i'm sorry no no you got it that also might be a critique to why a lot of people complained about it not being as funny Mm mm-hmm and as humorous, like for you know, I was seeing you know some of some of the headlines. I didn't read them, but they was like, "This is not funny." I was like, "Yeah, it's not going." But then, but then after watching, I go, "Yeah, I could see some people who who came in thinking I don't know it was going to be a comedy like the other two, leaving going, this wasn't funny at all." Yeah, I just think if uh, yeah, if there's any knock on the movie for me, it, the main one is just felt like Kang one, not Ant Man three. Um, Yes. All right. Anything else for negatives for you? For me, we talked about the daughter, but uh, mm-hmm. it was one of the things where, like, like I said, as a teenager being a teenager, which is fine. 
but sometimes I think she was so over the top and so hard on him. You know, some of her lines, yeah. I was like, well, God damn. It's definitely you know? like a, the, the, the annoying teen trope. But through science fiction. And I yes. And I will say this too, not to shit on it, but I felt like they her suit needed to have like a gimmick that was different than theirs. Just cause we seen everybody else's kind of suit and they get special thing, you know, especially once uh Hank Pym was using the um suit as like a uh the telepathy to get the super advanced ants and all that stuff. Once he was using that, I, which I was cool with, I don't care about the backstory set up to that. That was fine. But it was like, why doesn't Case, Cassie have like something that makes her suit different, you know? And so it, that felt a little weird that she just kind of had the same suit as everybody. That wasn't the big. It made the reveal not as dope as it would have been. You know what I mean? True. I, I can see that. I can see that. And something that uh, it didn't bother me, but I could see. Uh, some people going when it was too much CGI. CGI. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was a lot of green screen and background and and stuff. Yeah, I like. I, I don't even knock you if you felt that way because I really think this this probably had the most of that. That that especially in a movie where you probably weren't expecting as much, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a thing that bothered me. But that's definitely one of the major complaints I think people going to have coming out of this is like, mm-hmm. like I say it didn't bother me either, yeah. but I could see somebody having that complaint. Yeah. Um, like I said, it didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem with it. Cause I was like, Oh, we, Oh, we in the made up world. Like, of course it's going to be CGI. Cause we're not, we're in a place that's not real. Yeah. Uh, my last thing I think for dislike is Bill Murray. His character wasn't really, was pointless. it was almost. just pointless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just felt kind of weird. And, you know, even the whole joke of them sleeping together and stuff was kind of like an awkward thing. You know, just, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to make her sleep with the big bad guy of Kang somehow. You know, I get that. But it just felt like they, they there had to be another actor. And I'm not even just talking about his sex pest allegations and being inappropriate. Right. I'm just mean in general, even if that shit didn't exist bill murray was not like the i think they wanted him to be like a comic relief type thing and i just felt like there's so many people that could have yeah there's just so many people that could have been a better comic relief Mm -hmm. you know like you almost want to go with a sexy old dude or maybe even like a younger dude that's like got that fake charming you know kind of like um remember in hawkeye the dude that the mom was dating, the one that ended up having like the sword, like he was, they thought he was gonna be like a swashbuckler dude, you know? Yes. Like somebody kind of giving you that vibe, like a swarthy, quote unquote, you know, a dark, tall, dark, and handsome man. That would have felt more funny than Bill Murray. Like, it's not like you look at Bill Murray and like, I know he was tearing that pussy. He's like, you just like, okay, I guess this right, is I funny. Guess. Yeah, so, um, what, uh, anything else for negatives before we get into? comments all right let's go ahead and uh give our score what would you give it i would give it a four i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot um i i think that there was uh, a few things that you know i kind of missed like i missed mm-hmm. the crew you know one of more came those little things but other than that it was actually a really enjoyable movie i can't really complain yeah i think i would give it a three and a half out of five like I enjoyed it. It's like, it's that thing I always say where like a bad Marvel movie is like a seven out of 10, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. this might be, uh, 
not I don't think it's bad, but this might be like people are going to talk about this movie like it's bad. The ones that don't like it are right. going to act like it's just the worst thing they ever seen. Kind of like the last Thor movie. When in truth, mm-hmm. it's probably like seven out of ten, and I feel like this is that seven out of ten. I came from Ant Man movie. I felt like I got a Kang introduction movie, and yes. also because I there's no reason to believe that the Kang the Conqueror is gone. No, he coming back. Yeah, so there's no reason to me to believe that shit. So it's not even like this cliffhanger got me going. I, like them versions of Kang he was playing in that post credits trailer. I was like, yeah, I guess. Like these niggas is dead too. Like Kang, Kang, all, um, Kang coming for all you motherfuckers. Like, ain't he though? All y'all about to die. Everybody. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Jonathan Majors is just a big part of why I do fuck with this film. Like at least if it's gonna be his introduction he killed this shit but yeah it just felt like uh a lot of this stuff was just it was hurt by the fact like the stuff i wanted to see was hurt by the fact that he was in it even though i liked him so that's why you get three and a half all right we got a couple comments on some old episodes we got uh avatar uh the avatar sequel um avatar the way of water uh ronan Raphael says just saw james cameron avatar water movie first thing this morning however the moment you guys mentioned the dude submitting nine hours of content as the movie had me screaming like that weird roster white kid now i had a fun time with this movie first time in my watching 3d since 2013 and it was worth it honestly didn't notice the three hours go by so good job james cameron now i can't help myself but see the white kid story speedo blue monkey right as an uh, origin story for the birth of the modern day white republican because what because kids actions wasn't adding up for being a white liberal (laughs) yeah that's true they didn't see color to obtain it abstaining from voting that kid child was doing it Oh, and somehow it felt like he was supposed to earn some sympathy like insurrections after January 6th. That's the interpretation that I got about the wild child, except he is sacrificed immediately to the killer whale or shark like creature that tried to eat the younger son. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that that kid, that character will always. I do want to see where they take that character because I feel like they could be setting up the next villain in the franchise. Uh, possibility yeah yeah because i don't necessarily think james is gonna take that character to a good place because uh, regardless of how he did it it was very much like a this is his real father this dude that's a terrorist racist and he saved his life at the end but he feels conflicted and i think he'll you could i could see that character seeing the way that that blue people live and being like you know what I'm, I don't fuck with them either, you know. Um, back to Pandora. Them tribes are beautiful to see, but once you set aside the, them aside, the white savior trope, or once you set aside the white tra- savior trope, you'll want to knock out the, on the tribes for being so docile. Fun movie to watch in 3D. Let me go holler at some sea creatures and bond. Wakanda Forever and Way of Water have given us beautiful water spectacle. I guess it makes sense why I've started seeing headlines claiming that Aquaman 2 is DC's most expensive movie to date. We've seen the light. No going back great review as always thank you mm-hmm. thanks you saying Agnes says god damn the third act of this film is great no not to say i didn't like avatar 2 i did i just wasn't a fan of the second act of it it didn't confuse me but i was bored for so much of that segment of story i felt those long hours pretty much the visuals have been praised ad nauseum 
Much deserved. It's a gorgeous film. While I've never betted against the GOAT Cameron, his Avatar franchise is not something I'd replay like his two Terminator films, True Lies, Abyss, or Aliens. Hell, even Alita, which he produced, intrigues me more than these films. Yes, I know as I'm writing this, this will be the second billion dollar Avatar films, which good for James Cameron and Disney. Truly, it's always a cool achievement to have another billion dollar film from such a talented director. Yeah, I just keep thinking if COVID didn't come out in China and they 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 were dropped all the fucking safeguards. How much fucking money would this shit have made? Oh, it, it would have made a lot of money. Like, what the fuck? I like I I can't even imagine. Anyway. What has turned me off with the Avatar debates, and I mentioned this on the Nerd Office, that damn discourse that Avatar 2 isn't going to have week two drops like Doctor Strange 2 or Wakanda Forever. I've said my piece on the matter on Nerd Office, so I refrain from refreshing it again. Uh, so, yeah, despite my issues with the second act and cookie cutter story, the action beats are great. It's a good film that deserves to be seen on the big screen at least once. And lastly, from our old friend, Jell Covent. Oh, shit. He says, I came here for quality, fun movie talk, and I hear myself slandered. Premium content, more like premium disinformation, Dark Knight forever. Also, the way you guys speak on James Cameron reminds me of the way you talk about Tom Cruise, two megastars in their respective roles in Hollywood, and that clearly love the movie experience more than any of their peers. That's why the Oscars should give JC all the tech awards and TC the best picture to reward and honor the two dudes most trying to save movies outside of your precious Marvel world. I may think it's too much, but no deny they are helping movie theaters and giving the people what they want. I am better than the people. <laughs> That sounds about right, JL. Well, you know, it's two things here. One, I don't even think Tom Cruise, uh, I don't think Top Gun even got nominated for like movie of the year, which is this is see, this is the shit I'll be talking about. Now Right. Well, I'm like, I don't I don't give a fuck about them awards because you be like the shit that should be up there, they don't even Yeah, like I know JL believes in the Oscars and he's a traditionalist that thinks, you know, only white people should win and anytime a white man doesn't win. He starts making a reason why the person benefited from being discriminated against the hell fucking life. Um, figure that logic out if you want, guys. But um, the thing for me with this shit, like I said, is to me, when they don't honor these other like Marvel movies and comic book movies that people really do like, people really did go see, they really did enjoy them. When they don't honor those movies, it leads to this shit where like they shit they they top top gun can save the movie theater and they're like yeah man fuck that movie we don't watch bullshit you know <laughs> we don't watch fighter planes blow up and it's like what well, the fuck I you did. mean nigga that's a goddamn that's people favorite movie of the year legitimately yeah and guess what if he ain't out here shooting these motherfucking planes yo indie shit that made twenty dollars ain't gonna be in no movie theater either bitch yeah so like it's just like I said. It just feels like it's purposeful at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah, think like they're proving not, something to people. And then they turn around and get mad. Why year after year? I'm just you know statistics have and 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 numbers show year after year how a lot of those award shows the numbers go down and down and down and less and less and less people watch it. I, I, I mean streaming service and all that stuff. People watch other things and don't have to watch shit live anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where people do watch shit live when they want to. Before a lot of people, they just tap out. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm not saying that it's um 
it's just like they'll give it the uh a lot of other stuff normally but it's just weird to see that um the oscars will purposely be like nah fuck 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 that fuck that yep. shit <laughs> it's one of the things where they go if the mass is like it it must be dumb i really do think that's a lot of their philosophy in the way a lot of them think yeah and so um that's my first thing the second thing that i find interesting is like to me jail's f- stand-up albums remind me of the marvel universe oh shit by what i'm and what i mean by that is people would say like it's too many he putting out an hour every year hell he got two in the that he waiting on to come out that's not even out yet because somebody fucked it up if not he would have like two more in the last year and people go aren't you sick of jl aren't you sick of the nine albums uh, aren't, you si- the market. aren't you sick of all his trump impressions and tiktoks and the podcasts and stuff and i say no because it's I'm still not, good I'm, I'm here for all of it so if like who gets sick of good what the fuck is wrong with that i am here for the jl uh, uh, uh cinematic uh, uh podcast and slash comedy universe i'm here for it so that's why i get you know so to me is when he shits on marvel i'm like you just shitting on yourself okay marvel <laughs> is just marvel is just the comedy jl without the jinx like they just you know like they 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 put out good shit and as long as it's good i'm gonna keep fucking with it and 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 honestly you know isn't is like they're part of the reason the fucking theaters are still open and it's and i I just feel like it's cool to be like nonchalant about marvel now which to me makes you the cuck if you believe you join in the crowd like it's not even the the edgy avant-garde thing to be like the marvel universe is too much right like everyone's saying that now it's it's corny now to say it i'm it, it's corny to like shit and so you know you i know, know that's part know, of the reason that people I, i'm I sorry think that that's i think that that is a thing it's corny to like shit and it's one of those things where people go you like that and you'd be like yes and well i know well i just know that everyone's jaded and everyone fucking knows all about the movie business now and all the reasons things successful or not successful but for the the end of the day man i came into this to like shit if i don't like something i won't lie to you about it but i like most shit and i think that's fine a lot of shit is good right now but anyway um i just think that was funny because when he always complains about the marvel universe i'm like you have 19 albums and they're all good to me so i guess i should be like god damn another album i'm sick of this i'm sick of laughing i'm tired of all this laughing and enjoying myself that's like (laughs) all right last thing three comments for white noise this is a netflix movie i reviewed by myself solo review Mm -hmm. um uh the spoiler here is i did not like it sandler agony says hey rob before i go into white noise i like to apologize for my condescension in my review for glass or onion hearing you read made me realize yeah i'm a bit too harsh on the rock my tone was a lot over the top to the point i misquoted you about dave that wasn't right on my bad and my bad bro it's all good i like i didn't take no offense to it or whatever i i really you know I, th- I was saying like Agni doll, you you always respectful and even when you mm-hmm. don't agree with our review or you just have a different take like you've never been mean about it or condescending mm-hmm. to, in my opinion to us no. I, if you don't like a, a wrestler or, or actor you're allowed to not like that motherfucker i, I can feel right. differently but you know i think some 
it's it's like they started something with this Batista thing. Batista is on that wave right now. And it's like get down to lay down with the whole like Batista is the greatest wrestler of all time to turn that into acting. It's like if you feel differently, it's it's you know, it's very what have you done for me lately? And I that's the only thing you made me think about was like, dog, the the rock it has been and is that nigga when he wanna be. It's just at some point he clearly did make a decision to, to get paid and I, I'm not knocking it. But there was a time when he was making his chops where he people yes. were very surprised, even when it was bad movies. Like I know a lot of people don't like Get Shorty, but he killed it. Um the Gridiron Gang killed it. Um he, he faster. Played, I don't remember the name of the movie, but he played one movie where he was just he was just stone faced the whole time and he faster. Was people. Yes. Uh, and pain and gain legit yes. great performance there so yeah i think it's been a lot of like you know like what do you call it the thing where it's like recency bias there's been a lot of recency bias for batista because he's been better than people thought he would be and i'm not even saying he's not good or won't be mm-hmm. great or won't be better than the rock at some point but i just feel like the rock you know the rock did that shit bro like like he got to a point where he was like it's just easier to be strong and get keep getting checks but he he's had some hits he definitely paid away for cena and batista to be where they are in hollywood yes i still maintain he's been up his ass of late but he was able to stretch beyond his wrestling shtick also you and karen were right on about the colonization things of wakanda forever having seen it on three times i noticed it more clearly in the second viewing yeah man this is this nerd space man it's so crazy because like people want to have an angle coming out of a movie but sometimes the angle is more important than the evidence and i find that in a lot of the blurred spaces where something yeah something uh involving people of color happens and they immediately jump to the worst conclusion and then when you a rational person (laughs) says well i also saw the movie and this is what i got from it it can be frustrating for them that you didn't just hop on to like this was violence or whatever theme <laughs> uh but you know it, it, that's what movies do elicit emotion so on to white noise yeah man this is a weird film with a solid cast great danny elfman score an interesting premise there are parts of it i did like particularly with the family and the plays of the explosion having an effect on the citizens and the centered characters greta gerwig is really good and the film would have been better off focusing on her arc than adam driver who i thought was good as well if overly drier than in an 80s cameo cameo from ben stein props to don cheeto being here and doing his thing this movie has a massive tone and quirk problem which is where i was like movie don't insult our intelligence is it a or b and you can stay in it that specific lane yeah can you stay in that specific lane uh yeah it definitely had a lot of quirk a lot of quirk it was it was up there with wes anderson and quirks per second uh it was quirk domania uh uh it it takes its time a bit too much that the resolution left a lot to be desired there's fun in it i thought and i did wish andre 3000 and jody turner smith needed more screen time because we could have had some interesting characters outside of driver gerwig and cheeto i uh took was also a loss with elvis hitler comparison oh i too was also lost the elvis hitler comparison i didn't get it i didn't care what was the damn point yeah someone at my job said it made more sense in the book but I don't know. They either should have took it completely out of this or spent way more time explaining it because every time they brought up the Elvis Hitler thing, I was like, what? what is this? Again, it has parts I liked 
but the longer I think about it, it shit felt like a two to two and a half out of five instead of three out of five. I gave it on Letterbox. Such a disappointment. Yeah, it's it definitely had every the ingredients for what a good movie would be. It just I don't know. Maybe it's the book it's based on, but that shit wasn't good to me. Ronan Raphael says, "Wow, a zero review? Did Morbius get zero? I might have to go see this movie now. I blame you, Rod. Wait, did you just reverse psychology me? Aha! I almost got the hustle, but not today." um yeah i think yeah i gave this shit a zero it was very frustrating and bi- bi- bad to me it, it yeah well, zero really bad yeah it was very pretentious and i just felt like i wasted my whole day fucking with it i actually oh, need no. to do a, i need to do a review for the minion i need to write that down i, I watched that too on uh, hbo max anyway um oh and don't forget karen on voodoo that i still have that animated dc supergirl movie just the justice league movie i think or justice something movie so okay I've, okay because i was trying i was like he said it was something on dc i couldn't remember it's what the it newest was, one I, okay. yeah uh pamela m8 says hi rod i'm leaving this comment before i listen to the review the only reason i'm doing this is because i just happened to watch this movie yesterday i'm trying to watch movies on fridays as opposed to tv shows during the week so that i can get through everything on my list zero stars cannot wait to hear what you thought about it and how now wish justin could have been on with you too those midsummer and lamb movie reviews that you both did were classic and highly entertaining yeah, I really, that is one of the things that sucks about the time of the game theory this year because I really did do miss that month of just us watching them bullshit movies and then just doing 10, 15, 30-minute reviews. And it just we never talk before we do the review, so I never know what he likes or don't like. And when we kind of get into, like, a groove, that, that's very fun. Uh, as a Gen Xer, when I watch White Noise, I mostly saw 80s movie tropes that I recognize. Oh, this seems to be more like a play on then. Oh, you're, you're talking about COVID here. But that's about all I got out of it. Appreciate the time you're taking out your busy schedule to do these. I'll have to listen to it now. Well wishes and continued success. Thank you, Pamela, Pamela M8. Um, and that's everybody and everything for this week for our reviews. Um, I'll probably put this in the just a tip feed so if you're curious about the sport movie review sounds like this is what it sounds like um anything to add before we're out of here karen Mm, nope all right cool well that's it uh we'll talk to you guys soon until then peace peace